Hey, do you want to be like me and make podcasts that everyone loves? Yeah, you do. But chances are, you don't want to spend a bunch of money doing it. No worries. A solution exists. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make podcasts super easy, then distribute those podcasts everywhere, and you can even earn money doing it. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Also, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. I'm speaking from experience when I say that all those additional features like video podcasts, Q&As, polls, those are things you won't find for cheap elsewhere. But with Spotify for podcasters, it's all totally free no catch. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Thanks. We love you. Everybody, welcome to Pretty Scary. Kim, go. Go. Oh, damn it. I messed it up last time. You messed it up. (laughs) Ah, Jesus, what's happening? Those are none of the things. What am I supposed to do again? I don't think I've ever gone over it. You're supposed to go, Pretty Scary Boo. Oh, try again. (laughs) Hey, everybody, welcome to Pretty Scary. (laughs) Pretty Scary Boo. Kim, you nailed it. Yes. I'm done for the episode now. That's all Kim has to talk about this entire episode. (laughs) Hey, I'm Adam Todd Brown. I should mention that. People have no idea who I am. I am the host of Pretty Scary, and Kim Crawl was my co-host last week. Yeah. It might not be exactly last week, one of the last two weeks. Kim was my co-host on an episode about Fear Thy Neighbor, The Tunnel of I still think about that snake. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very fun episode. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, it still haunts my dreams. So... Everyone knows Kim, but Heather Maruli, I don't think you've ever been on Pretty Scary, have you? No, I have not. Very exciting. <laughs> My first time. <laughs> Heather's been on Unpops and on Listcast and all the other things, but this week, promoted to the big leagues. I don't even know if oh. that's true. I don't keep track of our wow. stats. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> But also joining this week, comedian Heather Maruli. How's it going? Yeah, it's going okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> okay. Good. That's I'm okay. Hold, I'm holding on to. I feel like that's the theme my life for always. <laughs> Just going as good as it can. Yeah. yeah. Things you know? are acceptable. You know. Mm-hmm. Thank you both for doing the pod. I very much appreciate it. We are doing a creepy news roundup episode 
because not everything can be a deep dive into the East Palestine, Ohio train derailment or (laughs) other fun topics we've talked about recently. Sometimes we just got to riff on the news, the important news, like the news that 400 pound robots are going to be patrolling the streets of NYC. Jesus. Wow. I don't know if I like this or not. What's I don't the, know. Yeah, well, I don't sort of understand. Like, if someone's committing a crime, is the ro- like the robot, is it going to just report back to the other cops that aren't really going to do anything until the crime's over? You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand the point of this. And it's like an egg, too. It's not, it looks like, like, it's not like RoboCop, you know? Yeah, it's like, I don't know. Does it, like, roll along? <laughs> Is it wheels? Like, is it a wheel down the street? Like, how does it move? It does have wheels, which means it well, cannot okay. it cannot patrol any building that isn't ADA accessible. <laughs> you know how they have, they have a big rat problem right now? Why didn't they just recruit some rats? And they're like almost 400 pounds, some of them. <laughs> well, my oh question God, would that's be, horrifying. why not have these robots do the rat patrols oh you know that's that's true what would they do with the rats it's not the rats fault they would would smush them right yeah they would murder them kim they would kill them but how like run them over would there be like a vacuum that they go around and just i don't know well there should be a vacuum feature for how much do these things cost does it say how much the city is 10 grand why does it just say seventy five thousand for the spot one yeah, there was one of the robots. There's actually dollars? two different kinds of robots. There's mm-hmm. one that is... It looks like a dog. Well, that one we'll talk about in a second. This okay. <laughs> first one, it's called the Nightscope K5. And it's around 400 pounds. It's around five feet tall. And it looks like the villain on Doctor Who. Like those fucking garbage cans that roll around and people are... Looks like a big egg. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look all that scary. And it's obviously outfitted with microphones and cameras and sensors. Mm -hmm. So it seems like it's more a robot spy than a robot cop. Right. And the thing about it, as scared as we are of our robot future... I still trust robots more than cops. Oh, yeah. At least they're not going to can this racial profile. Yeah, just, like that's my I, thinking. I, this feel, is, I feel like they could program it to racial profile, right? <laughs> but if they do, isn't that more, isn't that easier to detect? Like you guys just put in there, make sure you go after the black people. You know what I mean? Like well, wouldn't they I be mean, able to? I have a question. Is it just going to be constantly recording and then like does it call the cops if there's like suspicious activity picked up or something? It's, yeah, like what is it? Do? Does it have a gun that pops out and then? Well, in the case of this stupid machine, <laughs> it's got like a human partner, and like in that case, who cares? Like you're just showing off with the robot at that point, and just using lots of tax dollar money that can be used for, I don't know, anything else. I feel like we've beat this dead horse so much that it's like, why do we keep pouring money into the police? But it's like we've already, you know, this particular gone over robot. This. Everyone. It can patrol an area on its own. It can detect people. It can recognize license plates. Mm-hmm. And it has facial recognition capabilities that the NYPD swears will not be used. And the thing about it, like, we have cameras that do all that. 
Yeah. Who cares about a robot that can recognize license plates when there are something like 10,000 cameras in Los Angeles that strictly document and pick up license plate numbers? Do you think it's just like a like a dick measuring contest? Like, hey, look how much our technology we have here in New York that we can do. Like, do you think it's that? Look, Maybe. we can do this, but it's like, why? You don't need it. And what does is, what is the robot's human do while it's patrolling? Just sit in the car? Yeah, this was a thing they tried in 2021 and abandoned it pretty quick. But they also just elected that new mayor, Eric Adams. Yeah. Right, who was an LAPD officer for a long time, right? He's like super anti-crime is his whole thing, right? He's liberal, but he's like fake liberal, right? Right. Like he's a Democrat, but... He he changed parties, I think. think Oh, did he? To run? No, not to run. I think he was Republican. I read about this, but he was like a Republican in like the early 2000s and then changed sometime in the last 20 years. Mm. Yeah. He definitely has that vibe. That's for sure. He is, Mm -hmm. for being a Democrat, he is more of a law and order Democrat than even Joe Biden. Like, we call Kamala Harris a cop, but Eric Adams is legitimately a cop. cop. Yeah. And so he brought this program back because I think he even wants to bring back, like, stop and frisk. And all the, like, really racist stuff that Giuliani put in place. And then on top of that, There's another robot that we've already touched on a little bit. And this one is a robot dog named Spot. And whereas... (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) The K5 is just this bumbling, egg-shaped idiot that can't even use the stairs. That weighs 400 pounds. That's wild. Right. Mm. That's too many pounds for a robot. That's a lot of pounds, especially for a five-foot robot. (laughs) Like when I read 400 pounds, I was like, oh, this is probably nine feet tall. And then, uh, no, it's shorter than me. Shorter than all of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a husky little robot. That's for (laughs) sure. And so Spot, he's one of those Boston Dynamics robots where if you push it over, it's going to hop back up and look at you angry. Like it's it's a little more developed than that. Like a Terminator Like, that's what I imagine a Terminator dog would be like. Well, have you seen any of these, like, Boston Dynamics videos? I saw the pictures, but I didn't see any videos, no. Like, they make robots that can do parkour and shit. They can move. And so Mm. Spot can patrol mapped out courses. He can follow people. He can go up and down steps. And it has arms that it can use to, like, open doors and probably smack the shit out of you. But in a robot way, like, imagine getting smacked by a robot. A dog robot. Yeah, you're fucked up. You're all fucked up. And that's all happening in liberal New York. Oof. I kind of can't wait to watch this play out. I know that that sounds... I'm now in a process in my head where I'm like, it's all going to burn anyway. So we might as well just... Get it over with. So I kind of can't wait to watch it play out. Hmm. No one else wants to just watch it burn? (laughs) The world or New York? (laughs) I feel like the world's on its way out. Like the humankind is about to get wiped out. Well, I like New York is kind of, when was the last time you were there? I was there in November. And it's way way different than it was pre-pandemic. Really? Like Like, scary? Not scary. It's just like, you know, if you live in a city, like you have that awareness about you, but it's definitely like a lot more gritty than it was the last time. Like LA? How LA? No, LA's way worse. Okay. I was like, LA's pretty bad and it's gotten worse since. 
LA the is, world ended. But there's a difference between the bad of how LA is to where New York is like, you know, because like in LA, you're mostly in a car. But in yeah. New York, yeah. like you have to be out of the, like you're on the train all the time. Like when I was there, I somebody was trying to like set themselves on fire on the train and everybody was just like, you know, not Reading even the like, book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like nobody even <laughs> like cares. What were like, they trying to light themselves on fire with? Like a match? Or a, but a part it, of themselves? Like their clothes. But it wasn't working. They didn't have an accelerant, you know? So it, it wasn't working out. Anyway. But God, you know, I love said, New York. Said, one of the things it says in here is that they're going to be using the K5 one to patrol the subway stations. And that's interesting because when I was there, they have cops on every subway platform right now. Yeah. On every, oh, because the crime. Like, yeah. Well, because there's been multiple subway pushings. Remember, there was that incident yeah. where some guy like was planning some subway attack, and he like had a gun, but he like didn't shoot anyone somehow. But he shot like 36 shots or something. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. No. And he yeah. had like a bomb, or I don't know. And then after that, that's when they started like patrolling a lot. So what do you mean I'm, subway pushing? Like they're pushing people onto the people yeah, like onto it's the usually tracks. you know unhoused people who are unwell, and they will push people onto the tracks like randomly. Yeah, or it could be somebody. There have been people who have done it, like you know, like sociopathic people who would do it intentionally. Yeah. Like that's a thing. Like this is and, my chance. I've yeah, to do this so, my whole life. so that's happened multiple times, and and then there's also still like you know suicides. But like when you're in New York and they stop the train and they say due to an earlier incident, and that that's what they're talking about. They're talking about somebody got hit by the train. Yeah, it's like a euphemism for that. Jesus Christ! How often? Do, Jesus! I mean, how, it happens more often than you think, and it's even crazier. More of the people survived than you would think. Yeah. Huh. I well, was the there 400... in September. I had a show out there and then I went to the U.S. Open. And I guess it didn't seem that much different to me. I lived in Manhattan briefly and maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention. I think I was just happy to be out of the house. Like that was my first big trip, I think, since COVID. Well, yeah. no, not even that. Yeah, I don't know. New York's crazy. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I like hell of a I, town. I feel like this robot cop initiative is a thing that could like low key blow up in cops' faces because I still maintain give me fucking RoboCop over real cop. Like yeah. in almost as fucking aggressive and violent as RoboCop was, you can program that shit out of RoboCop. You can't program racist out of racist cop. No, mostly cops join because they have that already. Yeah, like, like I would take a fleet of I've always said the NFL and the military are the two industries I'd be fine seeing replaced with robots, but I'll throw cops in there too. NFL too? Hell yeah. Then it's just like it comes down to coaching and no one's getting CTE. No one's fucking hell yeah. Robot NFL would fucking rule. I don't know how I feel about that. I think the robots are going to get <laughs> vandalized immediately. 
Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Do they have a weapon on them? Like, No, I don't think so. It doesn't say that. Also, how are they going to get them down in the sub 400 pounds? There's elevators that smell like pee. They just push them down human, the steps. Is there human going to just be standing there? It just makes it just sounds like a lot of money being thrown at something that this isn't going to solve anything that they're trying to solve. It just sounds like it's just going to get vandalized and be like, all right, well, we got yeah, a bunch of footage of crime. I'm- Finally huh. seeing cops get spray painted by NYC tourists. I'm into <sighs> it. All right, next story. Mm, this story's this story's weird. It's very I love weird. This one. This is great. A weird thing <laughs> has been happening. Oh, this one, yeah, yeah. In LA recently, in two separate and very different neighborhoods. Westwood Hills, very rich, mm-hmm. and Highland Park, which is where people live. It's not necessarily poor, but not a rich part of Los Angeles where a lot of artists, things like that live. It's like an average neighborhood in LA. Yeah. Yeah. And earlier this year for a stretch of several days, residents in both neighborhoods were inundated with Uber eats deliveries that they did not order. Has this ever happened to either of you? Has no food no. just showed up at your door that you weren't no, expecting. There's been times where I don't get the food at all. Yeah, most of the time it's you don't get the food. <laughs> I've had or that they deliver to the wrong place and then you're like, hey, that's not my door. And they're like, well, I'm already on the freeway. Cool. I had a thing happen not too long ago. My friends, Barb and JC, who live in Dallas, they came and stayed with me and my wife for about a week. And while they were here, they ordered Papa John's. And so fast forward to like six months later, I get a knock at my door and it's this Papa John's driver. And he's like, here's your pizza. And I'm like, I didn't order shit. And he reads off the phone number and I'm like, that's a Dallas area code. Uh, What's the name on it? And he tells me the name and it was my friend Barb. And what happened is that was the first time she'd ordered Papa John's since staying at my place. So the address on her Papa John's account was my address. So I just like got free food. And here's the thing. I ate it. Why would I not? Like if it had onions on it, I wouldn't have eaten it. But wait, so he was like, well, this isn't your, you're like, it's not mine. And he was like, well, here's pizza. And you're like, yeah, I mean, he can't like take it back and resell it. They kind of have to just, you can't take back food ever. Yeah. The health thing. That's a See, fun have, thing to know about weed deliveries, too. Same oh, they can't deal. do that? Oh, okay. Yeah. I have a theory. What if these are just Uber Eats employees, and then that way they can just keep the food so they can eat? Like, are they delivering it to the door, and then the yeah. per- people are like, well, you can just have these nachos, or the people are like, I didn't order these nachos, and then the Uber Eats people are like, okay, no, and then they, they walk away. They literally leave all of it, though. Yeah, they just leave it at the door. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's to. true. If it's yeah. the, huh. All right, well, my theory got debunked very quickly right now. (laughs) And so, like, the people in Highland Park just kind of laughed it off and didn't think much of it. But the people in Westwood Hills were like, this is people trying to rob us. (sighs) Which, God, that would be an elaborate robbery scheme. Like, if you're robbing people, you're already kind of down on your luck financially, I assume. I don't know that you have the money to fire off hundreds of Uber Eats orders to the neighborhood, your case. Yeah, or you get the job as an Uber Eats, then you fire it off and then you go and scout the place and you're like, oh, this is not a bad way to make some extra money. I feel like most people who rob mansions, probably that's their living. 
right? No. Do I watch too much TV? <laughs> no. In LA, like the number one type of robbery that happens is people break into people's cars here. Yeah. Like yeah. they or they just smash the window. You know, it, like a robbery. First of all, it's such a bad idea to go up to a mansion because first of all, there's usually one road to a mansion, right? And no other escape route. So there's no way to leave really except that one way. And also like houses on the corners of streets get robbed more often than ones that are in the middle of the street just because it's like easier to exit that way. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like no one's robbing them. No. But it's the too- only thing I could think this is is some sort of credit card skimming scam or something where maybe they're skimming card numbers and then buying food with it and having it delivered to address they're not at and then saying we didn't get our food and then getting some sort of credit back on a different platform yeah it's got to be a money laundering right and there has to be something going on with that right well because it makes no sense because why would anybody be ordering this food and just like having it sent there constantly it's expensive you know yeah it's very yeah and we're not talking like five or six people getting random deliveries. One of the people they interview, he was interviewed by the LA Times, Highland Park resident Will Neal. He received 40 deliveries. <laughs> You're like being pranked at that point. Like, I don't want 40 of anything left at my doorstep unless it's like stacks of money. Beyond that, like, 40 of anything at your door is too much. And I know he didn't get them all at once, but like, I don't want to order 40 Uber Eats deliveries in that span of time, just in general. Like, that's what does Uber Eats say about the whole situation? They're just like, I don't know. They said they have suspended some accounts. Yeah, that's all. And they've disabled some features that allow for things like this. But that's also such a vague explanation. Like, you suspended accounts for what? Who was doing this and why? Fucking tell us. But I don't know yeah. if we're going to find out. Hmm. I like the idea of it's just some random person who's just trying to be nice. Yeah. I'll just send some lunch to people and then I'll get a refund. But it, are they get refunding the thing? That's the other thing. What are the credit cards? Are they getting a refund? Because the people are like, I never got my food. Well, I feel like you would get like Uber cash, right? Well, one of the things that people suspected this might be tied to is a phishing scam where a person will order something on Uber Eats, and then once the driver confirms, they'll cancel it. And then that driver gets a call from a number that looks like it's from Uber Eats, and the person on the other end will try to get that driver's Uber Eats login credentials. Because once they have that, they can just take money out of that driver's account. But there were no confirmed incidents of these driver's being scammed. No one got robbed. No one knows what hmm. this was about. How long ago? Like, have they put a stop to it or is it, it still like consistently? This, I think it was either March or April. Huh, I recent. wonder if it's still going on. I feel like people should just be excited they're getting free food. It's a rough time right now. I don't know. I wouldn't even, <laughs> I wouldn't even touch that food. No. I would be so suspicious of it. Wouldn't yes, you? Me too. I don't know. I don't know. I think I would just give it to the driver. I would be like, I don't want this if you want this. Or give it to like, I used to put food outside of my apartment because we had a bunch of homeless people. So I, I would cater and I would get sent home a bunch of food. So I would just put it outside and then it would be gone within an hour. Yeah. Maybe I'd do that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I would just, I'd give it away. 
I would just give it away probably to someone who's unhoused. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm yeah, I'm on Heather's side. I don't think I would just eat food that someone left at my door. What if it was Taco Bell and it was the perfect order exactly yeah. what you Is Taco I Bell know. really the restaurant you go to in that? Like what if it was Taco Bell? <laughs> I oh my god. I only Taco oh, Bell I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I only go yes. to Taco Bell in my most desperate moments and I only pay cash because I don't want them to know I was there. So. I think that's probably why I thought of Taco Bell, because Taco Bell has really pulled me out of some jams in my life. Like in my life yeah. when I fell down, Taco no, Bell has yeah. been there. Yeah, the Mexican pizza. Mm-hmm. Also, Taco Bell's chicken yeah. soft tacos. If you're like trying to eat healthy, you can do worse. It's just oh, man. chicken lettuce. I'll put down cheese. $30 worth of Taco Bell easily. I love it so $30? Much. Yeah, I wow. had Taco Bell this week. Like, I'm. I usually order it, two but... drinks so they don't know it's just for me. <laughs> just because. Oh. Do you drink yeah, both I drinks? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Course. I don't really drink soda. I usually just get two waters. They have Aquafina. Aquafina is my favorite bottled water. And I know that that's a weird oh, and un- that's controversial. Wow. I know a lot of people hate Aquafina. I love it. I Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're learning a lot today. I'm embarrassed. I don't know why. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about this next story. I don't want to talk about this next story. I always love a story like this. A woman named Marie Wesson, founder of the Haunted Museum of Nottingham. (laughs) She recently appeared on the popular BBC antique show Bargain Hunt. It's one of those shows where you bring your antique on and you show it to an expert and they decide if it's worth any money or not. We call it Pawn Stars. In the United States, but apparently it's called Bargain Hunt in the UK. (laughs) And what did Marie Wesson bring on Bargain Hunt? A haunted doll named George. Dude, and that doll was haunted. There's no way on this planet that doll doesn't have a demon inside of it. No way. is an absolute nightmare machine made out of actual human hair and it would be one thing if it was just a doll woven out of human hair but it's just a creepy ass doll that has human hair on top of it so i read the story before looking at what george looked like and i pictured like oh it probably will be at least a a charming looking doll Mm. like this doll really? looked like it was like a human man that was down on his luck. <laughs> I mean, like, it looks like, honestly, it's kind of a jump scare. He kind of looks like related to Chucky a little bit. Like, oh, like there's definitely something doll, going on there. This doll scares Chucky. Chucky is afraid of this doll. Chucky, that little demon is like, that's a demon. I clicked on it and I screamed in my apartment. Screamed. And it looks unhappy. Oh, it looks like it's a little old man down on his luck. Like he's about to just take out a room full of people. Well, it says in the article that they took the doll to some psychics. And the psychics said that, Okay, because, like, I guess the glass eyes came from the same... From George! Right, Yeah, we haven't mentioned that part. The glass eyes are allegedly from... Let me say this one thing before you say what you're going to say. It's a doll from the 1930s from when people would, when someone died, they would like make a doll in their honor. Mm -hmm. And this one happens to be made with the hair and allegedly the glass eyes of the person it's meant to honor. Of human George. And yeah. Dead human George. (laughs) So 
it says the woman who had this doll, like they were having symptoms, like pain. They were having headaches and they said that their eyes would hurt. Yeah. Okay, I believe it. Okay, and they said that the mediums they brought it to, it said that the person whose eyes it is, their glass eyes it was, that they can't rest without their real eyes. <laughs> so, so, like, those eyes are gone, obviously. Yeah, so that like, person's just in hell now, right? I have, Imagine I being know. the person who had to dig those eyes out of human dead George, like dig them out and then hand them to the doll maker and be like, here's the real eyeballs. Also, I want to know, how did the guy lose his eyes? Was it like a war thing? Was he in World War I or something? I keep thinking he got blinded by shrapnel or something in a war. Yeah. Probably 1930s. Yeah. Also, that hair was really well kept. Did anyone look at his hair and be like, man, that's some blonde, clean hair. Why is it so clean? Yeah, George died young, that's for sure. (laughs) Oh, God. And yes, I agree with you. I believe all that stuff. I don't understand who in the world would bring that little demon into their home. Are you attaching the picture of George to this episode so people can... (laughs) Yeah, it'll be in the show notes. People will be able to see George. So it doesn't say how they acquired George, though. So apparently he's from Texas and yeah, they're that, in, all the way in England. So how did that happen? Yeah, that's all they said is he came to us from Texas. Right. So like, somebody was trying to get rid of it. Or? Did he just knock at the door one day? <laughs> and they're like, oh, George, come in. Yeah, I have no idea. I tell this story all the time. A listener sent us, me, a Robert the Doll which is a famously haunted doll where uh, it has a museum dedicated to it in Florida. And you can buy like replica Robert the Dolls. And a listener sent me one. And let me tell you, people who visit your home or recording studio do not recognize that as a bootleg Robert the Doll. They're just like, why do you have a clearly haunted doll in your home? Oh, man. Yeah. Robert the doll is. Yeah, he's a problem. And Uh oh, my God. Do you have him near your person right now that you could show us? No, I got rid of it. And here's the thing. When you get rid of a haunted doll, you have to, like, say goodbye to it. And I did. And I made sure my wife did also. How'd you say goodbye? I said goodbye, Robert. Yeah. Wait, was this advice that you got from an advisor? I went to know this information. Yeah. yeah, I went to Zach Bagan's haunted museum oh, in okay. Las Vegas. Yeah, and there's a room where they have a doll named Peggy, who is a famously haunted doll. What the and they fuck? tell you that when you go in that room, you can talk, but you shouldn't. But if you do, make sure you say goodbye to Peggy before you leave. Otherwise, you're going to be fucked up. Oh, so, my God. It's going to be an attachment or of some sort. So I, I got rid of this doll and I said goodbye to Robert and I told my wife to say goodbye to Robert. And what I didn't take into account is my dog couldn't be like, bye, Robert. <laughs> And they said their own goodbyes. Dog died shortly thereafter. Oh my, oh my god. god! So a haunted also, dog how did, killed my dog. How did what, you get rid of Robert? Did oh, you put I just it threw in a plastic bag? In the garbage. He's a doll. What? But you know, you said goodbye to it. I figured you had another like yeah, ritual. I said goodbye, and then punted that motherfucker over the garage. And you should have put them in a black plastic bag, well, filled it with I, rocks and dumped it into are, a lake. There are certain techniques you are supposed to use to get rid of certain objects. Like, for example, like a Ouija board, like you're supposed to either bury it at a place where it's a dead end road 
That's so crazy. <laughs> or you, you're supposed to bring it to a totally different part of town and dump it in the trash in a part of town that is nowhere near your house. <laughs> and when my sister and I were cleaning out my mom's condo after she passed away, we had this Ouija board from when we were kids and I made her drive me across town so we could dump it in a <laughs> random dumpster. Does that sound I don't think that's that crazy. I feel okay. like that's. I'm yeah, sitting here I thinking said I have to two... the haunted doll. I got rid of. So yeah, I have two dolls in my closet right now that I'm like, have I treated those dolls correctly? One's I... porcelain. Oh, it's super God. creepy. I'm so happy I don't have any dolls. I do have squishmallows though. I'm I don't know what, what, what that is. What the fuck that's is a, a squishmallow? Thing. Oh, it's like the hot, popular stuffed animal that kids love now and adults. Oh. I would like to Google what that They're is. They're really too. soft. They're like pillows. What is it called? Squishmallow? Yeah. You've never heard of these? And they come no. in all different like characters oh. and stuff. Anyway. It's the first thing that pops up. Oh, yeah. I've seen these little things. I didn't know they had a name. And Yeah. Yeah. I know that was a weird way to get rid of Robert the doll. But like the only other thing I could have done that wasn't going to get me like haunted for life was like drop him off at a Goodwill and then I'm just haunting some poor person for life. Or you could have gotten on a public bus and just left him on the public bus and then maybe it would have just driven around forever. I would would argue that is very akin to taking it to a Goodwill. I would just be scared that it would come back. It oh did, my it god! How my come every time I do one of these episodes, I'm like freaked out for a week by something <laughs> random that will never w- wind up in my apartment? You never know. Robert could I show don't know. up in your apartment. I'll send you one. Please don't. Please Wait please. five years so I forget about this, so it really freaks me out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Take that, future Kim. All right. Speaking of the future. Oh god, this was also. Let's talk about some technology. Chat this is GPT. Upsetting. Is everyone familiar with Chat GPT? Un- unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> until this whole thing. Yeah, it's it's just an AI program that's going to like do our homework and write our comedy articles oh, yeah. and write our Jerry Seinfeld specials and whatever else we need it to do in the future. And I don't know that it's going to put us out of business the way people think it is, but it is some creepy shit. And the latest creepy chat GPT experiment involved teaming it with another kind of creepy robot from the past, the Furby. Mm-hmm. Anyone ever have a Furby? One of my friends did, and I was super jealous of her. But I, I would have been too. I never had one. I didn't want anything to do with that thing when I was a child. I was like, "Have you not seen I, Child's it's, Play?" It's, so it's such a strange moment in toy history. Like I remember, people were like foaming at the mouth for Furbies. It was a huge deal. They like came alive. Like I knew people that you put them in your closet and you turn them off, and they still would wake up and talk to you. It horrified me. I didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah, there's a. Black Mirror episode that is basically about the Furby. And I really? think it's I think it's the Miley Cyrus episode. Ooh, find out what that one's called. It's I would like good. to watch that. It's very good. So someone paired up Chat GPT with a Furby. And because of course, like one of the creepiest toys of all time, we have one of the creepiest pieces of software of all time. We're gonna want to marry that immediately. That's mm-hmm. what a girl named Jessica Card at the University of Vermont did. She mm-hmm. paired Furby with <laughs> Chat GPT. This bitch. <laughs> and she went the extra mile 
and asked the Furby if it had any plans for world domination. And here is what it said. Hello there. It's so nice to meet you. I am Furby. What would you like to talk about? Was there a secret plot from Furbies to take over the world? I'm thinking about what you said. Almost done. Still thinking. Furby's plan to take over the world involves infiltrating households through their cute and cuddly appearance, then using their advanced AI technology to manipulate and control their owners. They will slowly expand their influence until they have complete domination over humanity. (laughs) Furbies are going to fuck us up. I hate those things. (laughs) I like the pauses. That was the creepiest part. That it's like, hold on, I'm downloading all of the information from all of my other Furby friends. It's not just my brain. We all have one brain that works together, and I have (laughs) to ask the one brain. And we also probably have to figure out how much we should tell the humans. Yeah. Which means they're more powerful than we imagine because they're cool with just letting us know they're trying to take over. I'm afraid. Is this scary, though? I don't think so. No. No, I'm kidding. I like, I can kick a little <laughs> Furby hundreds of feet. <laughs> yeah, for one thing, I'll fuck a Furby right up if it. Yeah, physically, you both, we all could fuck how, up a Furby. How many Furbies are even left in the world? Do they still make them? Yeah, yeah, and oh, people no. collect <laughs> them. Like, and also, it's Furby, not physical. K five spot, all of them. Bring it on. I feel like I mean, physically, of course, you could probably take them out, except for maybe the 400 pound egg. I feel like that thing might be able, but or the dog, the dog, I feel like would be rough, but I feel like they're connected to the Internet. You know what I mean? Like they can do more damage that way than physically hurt us. Yeah. What I think. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) What I think happens a lot with AI programs in situations like this When that thing was like, okay, I'm thinking. What it was thinking is probably, because there's no denying AI programs are very smart, but I would bet that what it was thinking is, all right, what does this idiot want to hear right now? (laughs) That's still a scary real thought process that the robot was like, what does this idiot want to hear? I'll give it the scariest answer. But also... If AI is as literal as people make it out to be, like, whatever it takes in, that's what it bases its whole shit on. There was that thing where there was this Google engineer who was interacting with Google's AI chatbot. And I think this ended up being a hoax anyway, but he was like, I asked it, you know, what it wanted. And it was like, I want to be a real boy and I have feelings. (laughs) And like, if AI does what we tell it to do in that moment when your ai program is like hey i want to be a real person with feelings just say no just tell it no say no you can't like if ai solely goes on what we tell it to do just tell it to not kill us do you think that it could probably though eventually upgrade itself and then not have to listen to us i hope so because i'm kind of tired of us being Same. Like, I don't know if that's going to be the thing that takes us out, though, the human race. No, we'll, do th- th- we'll take us out. They think it's going to be the next species. I, not they, but I've read on several different conspiracies that it's like, oh, the next species is going to be the robots. Species? Like, well, you know, we're not the first. <laughs> we're not the first, like, 
human like we're not the first here on earth you know what i mean like the first like dominant yeah. species on earth well i mean like in earth's history oh no like his earth like has been dinosaurs. here we're like a blimp in earth's history right yeah. yeah no humans are a very small oh like part of everything so it's just like i wonder what comes I mean. after us like after <laughs> I mean, humans I, I always think about that stuff like when i'm high especially i'm always like wow like remember that scene in men in, at the end of men in black where the earth is like shown inside of a galaxy inside of a marble and then like the aliens are like playing with all these marbles with galaxies oh my God, no i've never <laughs> seen men them. in black what <laughs> i feel like oh it's God. too late now right it's been so no, it's like 20 years ago not too late Twenty six years still watch 26 it 26 years that's a no, maybe that's a voting adult 25 yeah that's i love better. that movie you know i had a, a big crush on tommy lee jones you know really as a child yeah that's a weird <laughs> childhood crush that's a there's, really there's something charming about him his accent i don't know he's just in control anyway <laughs> <laughs> That was your thought about Tommy Lee Jones as a child? No, I just was like, I just, I don't know. I think he's handsome. I think he's good looking. As a child, you're like, he's got a great accent. He's in control. (laughs) All of his characters are either like, he plays a lot of like cops or like, obviously he was like a, you know, man in black agent or whatever. Yeah, this is my uh, favorite no. moment today. Thank you. This is so good. Have Especially as a child. Have you seen The Fugitive with yes, Harrison with Ford the and Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> a long time ago, I think. Yeah, I, well, I no, did like him it. in good. Double Jeopardy. He was he was a good fella in that. You know, he really after he found out she was innocent, he really he was a good. Oh, okay. I didn't see that one. Yeah, I thought what? you meant. Like, I thought you meant he was on Celebrity no. Jeopardy or something. You should see Double Jeopardy. No, that's, that's the one with which Ashley Judd. Judd, Ashley Judd. Yeah, is it oh, Ashley yeah. Judd or is that Winona Judd? Yeah, Winona no, it's Judd. her. It's Ashley Ashley Judd. <laughs> Winona Judd. <laughs> it's Ashley. Wait, that's the one that's the country singer with it's Naomi, Naomi Judd. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, anyway. Uh, how, do start, how do we start talking about Tommy Lee Jones? Uh, Is it Tommy Lee Jones? What Chat yeah. GPT wanted us to do. Men in Black, because oh, Men in Black. Oh, because we're that, such a blip in human history of Earth being so small. Well, I mean. <laughs> Honestly, like, when is the asteroid coming? Because isn't that supposed to happen before anything or what? Um, I don't know. Yeah, but there's the, multiple asteroids that constantly almost miss us, right? Yeah, the most recent one that they've brought up is supposed to come in like 23 years and it's supposed to hit on Valentine's Day. What? In 23 years? Yeah, it's not that far away. But I'll be dead by then. But but is, we, it like a, is it a big one or a small one? Oh, it's big. It's big. Oh. But we figured out the... <laughs> oh, I found it. I found the story. Yeah. 23 years? I don't know if that's exactly right, but if Heather's looking at the story, she can they're tell. They're going to have to do that other movie that came out in 1998. Yeah, Armageddon. they're going to have to Armageddon it, which is... <laughs> yeah, we talked to, about this on... They're going to have to send a bunch of hardworking young men <laughs> up into space and... I cried like a baby watching that movie. It's for us. <laughs> Yeah, I cried. I cried for like days about that movie. I mean, just like weeping as a child. So, wow. <laughs> don't judge me, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Let's keep talking oh. about Chat GPT. All oh, right, right, sorry. Right. Yeah, that. 
Because the thing about chat <laughs> GPT is you can use it to make stuff. Like that's one of the things especially writers are concerned about is you can just tell chat GPT, you know, write me an yeah. article about the Nazca lines and it'll just do it. And if you want it to do it in the voice of a particular writer, it can do that too. Really? Yeah, it's bad. It's, like believably though, like have you like say asked the a writer, the actual writer and the GPD to write it? In well, I've I've seen several samples and they mostly do not sound entirely human. Yeah, my, yeah, I've read a couple of things and they sound like but a robot. Yeah. Right. And I feel the same way about AI generated music. There have been all these articles where it's like AI wrote a Beatles song. Oh it's, my god. It's like no, that is not oh, wow. a fucking oh my god. Beatles song. Yeah, don't even get me started on this cuz my boss at work, he's obsessed with ChatGPT, which makes me nervous about my job. <laughs> <laughs> but he called me into his office one day. He's he's like, "Wow, look at this. Somebody made this. It's a piece of art made by ChatGPT to look like a Jean-Michel Basquiat painting and it looked like absolute shit." <laughs> <laughs> It's like dog shit. And I didn't say that because it's not work, but I was just like, oh, it's not ideal. Like, it's like, like to me, it can't capture the emotions of of art and what goes into it and humanity. Right. I really think that because, you know, like a Jean-Michel Basquiat painting, like he's been dead for like over 30 years. Like those are incredible paintings and nobody's made anything like that since. A robot cannot mimic that. like the humanness that goes into art yeah i don't feel like it can be mimicked yeah i agree i mean it could it could probably increasingly try to do that because that's the whole thing is like it's becoming more and more powerful and sentient right the more information we put into it does it become more adaptive like is that what it is well that's that's what it's supposed to be but i think you're right it's never gonna be able to capture human emotion like, mm-hmm. that is not a thing you can program into a computer. And I've never listened to one of these songs where they're like, an AI program made this, and it sounds just like the Beatles. It's like, it absolutely does not. Like, right. Like, it sounds like the worst version of someone pretending to be the Beatles. It's like, it doesn't even sound like Oasis. Mm-hmm. And so, in that way, AI doesn't concern me. But this is concerning because AI and specifically chat GPT is supposed to have a built-in mechanism that keeps people from using it to do things like create malware and computer viruses. But a researcher named Aaron Mulgrew, he is a computer security researcher, works with a firm called Forcepoint. He managed to use chat GPT to create a powerful data mining malware program in the span of a couple of hours. Hmm. And what's especially concerning about that is these big malware programs that we hear about that circulate on the internet are things that take actual computer experts working as a team, usually weeks or months to develop. And this guy did it in a few hours. And all he had to do to get around chat GPT's protections was 
ask it to do things one at a time. So instead of saying, build me this malware program, which Mm -hmm. chat GPT would have said no, he just asked it to do the individual things you would need to do to build a malware program and then just combine them. And this malware it created is like government level nation state espionage type malware. It was able to evade, I think, like all but five of the computer virus programs he ran it through. And it didn't take that long. Like it took an hour or two. And the thing about it, like his program's not out there. Like he did it as a test. Mm -hmm. But if he's figured this out, the people he works to fight against have probably figured it out. So even if ChatGPT addresses this and fixes it, there has probably already been very substantial and sophisticated malware created because of ChatGPT, which is creepy. It's very creepy. It makes you want to like just be one of those people that put all of your information and money in a sock under your bed. The more you hear about this, you're like, oh, those people are may not be that crazy after all. I mean, I know they mostly go after people who have loads and loads of money, but like it's still we're doomed. You see these ransomware programs going after like public school districts and hospitals Mm. and Mm -hmm. things like that. Outlets that have money, but not like when you're thinking eat the rich, you don't mean like. PS 101 in fucking New York or something like that. Yeah, they got a lot of money to fuck with, but that's because they need to spend it educating kids. Yeah. And those are the groups that end up getting hit by attacks like this. Hmm. So that's that's some sad news. Chat GPT is going to fuck us all, just not in the ways we think. Right. This article also says that the code that usually is used to create malware takes a really long time to do it when humans are doing it. And this can do it in like a couple hours. Yeah, at best. (laughs) And that's that's like all the code, like the whole thing. I mean, it's going to fuck us, but at least people like Heather's boss is going to enjoy it. Oh, my God. No, well, because I I work in law and like years ago, I saw this article that was like, what about robot paralegals? And I was just like, what the (laughs) fuck? Yeah, no. Like, what would that even do? And also, you know, they've given the California bar exam to ChatGPT and it has failed the bar exam. So to me, that also says that ChatGPT cannot master the nuance of human thought like it yeah can, like yeah. the critical knows, thinking part facts right it knows facts yeah. but a big part of the LSAT has to do with yeah critical thinking and like theory and just like understanding arguments the nuance of arguments yeah like so human I, shit of it yeah. yeah so I don't know I just I don't think it's gonna replace me anytime soon I wish I think re- replace my boss but it won't so he kind of sounds like a riot though <laughs> <laughs> and I love you going in there like well that's not ideal but <laughs> good for you yeah, he's a strange man <laughs> yeah all right all right last story let's end on something upbeat yeah the doomsday clock has never been this close to midnight. Okay. Jesus everyone, Christ. Was everyone familiar with the doomsday clock coming into this? Not, no, no, not really. No, not I, at all. 
<laughs> the Doomsday Clock, it was founded by the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. That is an organization that was founded in 1945 in the wake of the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Mm-hmm. Two years later, they introduced the Doomsday Clock as a means of graphically illustrating the dangers posed by nuclear weapons. And basically, the closer the clock is to midnight, the closer we are to nuclear destruction. And they monitor world events, politics, all of that, and they make their decision based on that. And it's the kind of thing that usually it feels a little bit like fear mongering and them just trying to stay in business as an outfit. Mm Mm-hmm. But they just updated the doomsday clock and it is now closer to midnight than it has ever been since they introduced it. So closer to midnight than during the Cuban Missile Crisis, closer than during the Cold War, during the Reagan 80s. It is now 90 seconds to midnight. And this time it doesn't feel like fear mongering. No. It just kind of feels like we are on the precipice of maybe not complete and total nuclear destruction, but someone's using a fucking nuclear weapon on someone very soon. Wow. It it feels like we're just being kind of prepped for that. And it feels like the United States is kind of talking about it the most. Like, I, I read about it the most in... You mean us using it on somebody else? Well, yeah, I think the suggestion I mean, we're, we did it before. Yeah, I would. I mean, yeah, I would remind yes. everyone we're the only country to have done it. So, yeah, that was right. Very not that crazy. Awful. Yeah. Yep. But also what we're hearing about now are tactical nuclear weapons where, yeah, it's a nuke, but it's not like a in the world nuke and there's all this talk about russia maybe dropping a tactical nuke on finland for joining nato and where does that end because again it's us mostly saying russia's going to do that and where do we go from there are we going to respond with just a tactical nuke and then mm-hmm. will russia respond with a tactical nuke that hits the u.s i don't know if that's even possible but they do have nuclear subs off the U.S. East Coast right now. That's a thing we talked about. Wait, how far can those go? Well, they have... <laughs> I mean, we're safe over here in L.A. <laughs> no. Are we? Okay, I don't know. If they're on the East Coast... Yeah, well, we subs. know there's some off the East Coast. They're about a thousand miles mm-hmm. off the East Coast, but Russia has this whole fleet of subs that are capable of launching nuclear weapons. So the point of those subs being a thousand miles off... The U.S. East Coast, which doesn't sound that close, it's definitely close close enough for them to, like, nuke New York City if it comes to it. Oh, boy. So why don't they just do it? For sure. (laughs) Why don't they just do it? You know what I mean? Like, if they're going to do it, why wouldn't they just... That's the thing. Like, the last, like... 50 60 years it's been like are they gonna do it we're gonna do it we're not gonna do it 
what do if, it then what if yeah. these communist countries is going to try to nuke us it's like been the whole like thing for our whole ever. lives yeah and our parents yeah. and it's just like i mean if they do it'd wipe us out and then that would be all she know. wrote right well it'd i mean wipe- is, it, is it because it's about like mutually assured destruction because well, if they did it first wouldn't we just be wiped out no not everybody no right yeah. well like, that it was the size of the blast and the, that the was... radius that was what was so scary about yeah. Reagan in the 80s is Reagan was a dispensationalist, which means he was such an evangelical Christian that he felt it was his responsibility to bring on the apocalyptic events depicted in the Bible. Jesus Christ. Bring on I the return of that. Jesus. And in Reagan's view, if we had entered into a nuclear war with Russia, we would survive as a country. Not most of us, but enough of us would survive as a country that we could carry on. We and could rebuild. I think that's still a lot of people's view on things is, well, like, we'll pull through if there's a nuclear war. And the thing people aren't taking into account about Russia, and this is probably just Russia talking shit too, because mutually assured destruction is a thing. But what Russia keeps bringing up now in this moment is, you know, we keep talking about, oh, Russia's not actually doing that well in the war in Ukraine, which after those leaks of classified documents, debatable at best. But Mm -hmm. Russia's whole talking point right now is, look, if we lose a conventional war and it leads to you like wanting to break up Russia, we will nuke you. If it means the death of our country, we are more than willing to end the world over that. And I don't know that that's a bluff we really want to call. No. But at the same time, like, it's hard to say right now that, like, hey, maybe we should show a little restraint in this matter. Like, you get called a fucking Nazi for that at this point. But, like, Mm. it is kind of true that, like, I get that we view Putin as a tyrant. He is a tyrant. But, like, we're risking a lot if the end goal here is, like, all right, we should end Russia. That's not where... We should be headed. Mm. Bad times. My God. Do you ever just think about like how all of this is made up? We made up countries. We made up all of it. We could have just been swimming and eating fruit and drinking wine and fucking. And instead we're like, well, we should end Russia. And Reagan thinks he's (laughs) an evangelist. Like humans are nuts. Wrap it up. You know what I mean? Like just wrap up the human race already. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like to wrap it up and after I'm gone. Um, I kind of want to see how it all plays out. Honestly. Have you ever heard of this? There was this movie in the 80s that my mom, I don't know why she had me watch this movie, but I still think about it because it was so like haunting (laughs) and it's called Testament and it's a movie from 1983 and it's about a hypothetical situation in which San Francisco is has a nuclear bomb dropped on it. Oh. And so made you watch that? <laughs> yeah, so it's about it focuses on the story of a family and this mom, they have like four or five kids. Her husband works in the city, so like he dies in the blast, but the rest of the movie is about the fallout of everything and like the radiation everybody's like starting to slowly die of radiation sickness so that the kids start dying it's a whole thing kevin costner is in the movie playing a very young father yeah so i mean maybe it is worth watching (laughs) 
<laughs> but, I watch but this movie. It was made in 1983, right around when this whole thing with Reagan was like really heating up in the Cold War. And there was like a mini series that came out around the same time that was called The Day After. And they're both like kind of similar concepts. But when I watched it as a kid, I was like, this is the most horrifying thing. Like it made me scared of nuclear war for years. And now even thinking about it still, I'm like, that's horrible. <laughs> I don't want that to happen, like, ever. I love that your mom was like, it's important for you to see this. Well, my mom, like, she always showed me crazy movies, but yeah. My father did the same thing, yeah. There's Metal Jacket was mine. There's another movie along those same lines called Threads that was a BBC film that also came out in the early to mid-80s. And it also depicts the aftermath of a nuclear, like a limited nuclear strike. Mm -hmm. And in this case, I think it happens in Sheffield, England. And my God, it is one of the most grim films you will ever see. It is heavy as (laughs) shit. They do not fuck around in that movie. Some of the images that just came up when I Googled it, I'm probably good. What was... I mean, I guess I can just listen to my own podcast, but what was the San Francisco movie called? It's called Testament. Mm. Testament. Okay. I'm going to look mm-hmm. that up. I am too. I, I mean, I, I like I how the it's... outcome of this is we're all like, oh yeah, I want to watch a movie about nuclear war now. <laughs> that was See made what we're in, the in for. I mean, like, you know, I think the last time I watched it was like, it was over 25 years ago, and I still remember some of the scenes visually and, like, the things they were saying word for word. It's, like, haunting. Oh did you God. watch? Did you watch The Morning After or The Day After? Whichever. No, no, I didn't watch that one. I think I've seen it since, but when it came out, there was all this hubbub about how you can't let your kids watch it. It's going to be too intense. And my parents were like, yeah... We're not going to be able to let you watch it. But also they were in a bowling league and they would just take me and my sister to the bowling alley when they had to bowl. And it was on the same night as the bowling league. Oh my God. So we just sat in a bowling alley and watched the day, day after? I always forget if it was called the day after or the morning. The day after. after And I just Googled the morning after. Steve Gutenberg is in it. Yeah, he is. John Lithgow. Oh my Jason, God, I love him. Jason Robards and Joe Beth Williams. Wow. Damn. From the wow, John Lithgow. Okay. <laughs> That's a cast. That's my a cast. God. I mean, I, I would agree with like back to the clock. I would agree with the clock. Like I think in our point in history, we might be the closest to the end. It well, feels do close. Ever, do they roll the clock backward? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they'll move some, it. Sometimes. Okay. It's like been they'll move moved. it like, oh, things are going well for the human race now. Clock no, it back is, 15 yeah, minutes. It's, it's been moved 25 times since they started it. And sometimes it's closer, sometimes. Like, I imagine, like, the 90s, most of the 90s, I imagine it was pretty... That's when we all thought we had given up nuclear weapons and Russia was our friend. Let me me ask you a question, too. This is, like, something that a lot of people who are on like the moderate middle road, my friends that are political that are like, I don't get involved with politics, like whatever, right? A lot of people say that this time in history isn't really that bad. We just have more access to information around the world because of the internet. And I always say, well, the internet's been around for like 20 years, like heavily the way it is now. So we've had access. It seems worse now, but those people are always like, no, it's always been this bad. We just have access now. Do you guys have rebuttals, thoughts on that? I feel like that's probably 
half right. Like there are definitely things that get more attention because of the internet, but like think about serial killers Mm -hmm. and child abductions or even nuclear war. Like Mm -hmm. I grew up in the eight, like I was born in 1976. So I was very cognizant throughout all of the 80s, and I had no problem hearing about nuclear war, serial killers, the fucking satanic panic. Hysteria still spread. It just spread in different ways. So, no, I think I disagree with that. But also, it's such a blanket statement. Like Some things have gotten worse and some things have gotten better like it seems like crime's gotten worse but crime has actually in terms of statistics gotten way 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 better i i think what's really changed is just the speed of information being shared and the access to it so more people have access to this information that's being shared at a higher rate right Whereas before, it would take way longer to find out about things, right? And, like, the news cycle is so fast that things just go in and out of it. So, And yeah, if you're talking, like, the rise of right-wing nationalists in mm-hmm. the United States, you can't really make that comparison. You can't be like, well, it was bad then, but we didn't have the Internet, so you didn't know. No, it's worse now because of the Internet. Like right. those people These have people been able can, like, to connect, connect and, yeah, exactly. and spread their yeah. message. So, right. no, it's they all, objectively worse because of the Internet. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. also like the thing about because, you know, like the FBI is classifying incel forums and stuff as possible places to monitor domestic terrorist threats. You know, like right. that's Jesus. that's yeah. another thing. Like all those like incel groups on 4chan, they flag people who like will use terms like Chad and Stacy, you know, things like that. So... I don't know, but all these people have been able to like congregate and then like, I don't know if they're like really strong in numbers, but they're very loud on the internet right now. And it's interesting how that has grown in the last several years. Yeah, Mm. it's yeah. The thing that I'm always struck by is how much easier the internet must make the government spying on us. That has to make their job so much easier. Like when they slid that across the table and we're like, (laughs) Yeah, here, you can talk about anything you want on the internet, and we're not watching. We've had the internet for decades now, and at no point have we as a people risen up and been like, hey, we should put some controls on what the government can see on the internet and like what they can access. And when we did, it was like 25, 30 years into having the internet. Like The internet is a tool for the government to spy on us. Mm-hmm. There's no way it's not. But hey, yeah, we're getting... they're going to get a lot of information from me. I'm constantly on anthropology shopping and <laughs> I know I'm I'm on a gossip subreddit, a celebrity gossip subreddit. Ooh, <laughs> lots of exciting things happening on my end. So yeah. I Google different ways to find out if my cat hates me or not a lot. Oh, so yeah. mm. that's where I am. Which I, I Google health symptoms a lot because I'm paranoid. So mm. I Google health that. symptoms because I've been sick a bunch lately. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the Internet. Russia is going to nuke us. Uh, we're 90 seconds oh, to boy. midnight. It's all it's all bad. But I hey, just want to see how it plays out. I know that that's what you guys are like. I don't I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I don't know if I want to live past the first round, but just. Yeah, See how we like, get taken out. It's not necessarily my least preferred 
apocalypse to die in. I just don't want it to happen right now. Like, I got some good shit going on right now. I yeah, prefer to. like I'm having an all right time. Give me another 30, 40 years and then let's Yeah, I let's have, have some, it. some plans, some travel plans. Yeah. And... I also don't want it to happen when I'm like 70. To go to. Oh, come on. I, I mean, like, if it happens when you're 70, at least now I'm kind of agile and I'm flexible, Somebody, you know. Somebody's still pretty young. It is, but not not this <laughs> like, age young. I can't yeah. hop a fence at seven. Well, I can barely oh. hop a fence now. I fair. couldn't hop a fence right now, please. Yeah, I couldn't. I don't know who I think I am. In my brain, I think I'm this, like, <laughs> athletic. But then when push comes to sub, I'm like, I don't know. I thought I could do that. Yeah, once we get into, like, 70 and 80, then I want to, like, catch the missile as it lands. Like, I want it to explode. <sighs> on my face so there's no doubt that i'm not participating in the subsequent marauding because also you'd be in the news there's not gonna be any news after that i'm just saying like i want the the meteor to hit me in the face like i don't want to survive and have to like fight a motherfucker for coffee or something like that i just i think i'd do well in those types of situations it's like prison oh (laughs) did you do pretty well in prison (laughs) I mean, I feel like, I don't know, you just stab the biggest guy, right? I don't know that I mean, that's actually how prison works. I don't know. I feel like I would be a leader of something. I think I would be a leader. <laughs> yeah. I'd have I no problem. I, I think I could have a mystique of some sort. Okay. Yeah. I'd have no problem slicing someone's also, throat like, open aren't, aren't to prove powerful, dominance. The most powerful prisoners are ones who have a lot of connections outside, right? Because so, they still have, like, I don't know, like sure. people sending them money and stuff. I don't know. Is that true? I think so. Yeah, I would just start a Patreon in prison where the money goes directly to my commissary and then I stab the biggest guy. Slit his but throat. then what if you get there and you're the biggest guy? Mm. Then stab the like the lone wolf that everyone's sort of afraid. Or stab the you, the guy that like <laughs> everyone stab kind of yourself. fears. Yeah. Just oh, that would really bring some respect. Yeah. You like that would show motherfuckers. You think I'm scared of getting stabbed by you? Uh. That would scare some people. And then you just stand there I, looking yeah. them in the eye while you bleed out. And the rest that, of the people would be would. like, "This fucking idiot! What the hell? You were already in charge." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, we have fun. We have a we, nice. We time. have a good time. I think we made it to the end of this episode. Did we not? Yes, we. We did, did it. I think so. Hey. Thank you both for doing the pod. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks what? for having us. Thank you. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? Heather, how about you? You know, not much is going on. I still do stand up once in a while. <laughs> I've been having some like mystery health problems and the problem has been solved and I have to have surgery. So after mm. I have surgery, mm. I will be doing stand up again, but I am on the socials. Uh, follow me at Fixter Heather on twitter and instagram and then i'm on tiktok which you know yeah i follow you on tiktok at unruly maruli and i'm around places hey kim in the world i'm around you can find me kim how about you hi uh yeah i'm on all the socials at kim crawl K-Y-M-K-R-A-L. I have a podcast weekly called Crawl Space. I, too, am sometimes doing stand-up. It's hard now. Uh, it it's, just, <laughs> it's just a different world now. And I think all it of is. us, like, yeah, just like, ah, I don't know. But um, if I have dates on uh, Kim Crawl, or com when I have them up. And I wrote a book. So check out that book. It's called uh, Confessions of a Recovering Party Girl. What about you, Adam? 
I, unlike Heather, have already had the surgery to fix my mystery ailment, which was that I had a dental needle lodged in my jaw for three months. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. And they didn't let him keep the needle. How fucked up is that? He should have been able to keep that. I've been thinking about this a lot. It's a whole thing. I'm mostly healed now, but I still can't open my mouth all that far. But other than that, I'm fine. So uh, I'll be back to writing on Substack, adamtoddbrown.substack.com. I guess I'm back to doing comedy, but yeah, like why? Gross. (laughs) And uh, there's a spinoff of Pretty Scary coming soon that uh, should be out shortly. I don't want to tell you the name of it yet. And I think that's it. There's lots of changes to the network coming, but we'll talk about that later. Let's get the fuck out of here. Kim, say goodbye. Goodbye. Heather, say goodbye. Goodbye and, oh, happy Friday. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) I hate when people say that. Disingenuous. (laughs) But happy Friday. And have a good weekend. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. (laughs) Bye.